Hello, welcome back to Radio DePaul. I'm Oscar Westbridge. And I'm Finnegan Chu. And you're listening to a very relaxing episode of Internet Explorers, a weekly half-hour show that follows Finn and I as we navigate through the depths of the internet. Finn, do you know why this show is particularly relaxing this week? No, why? Because we're going to be talking about ASMR. Uh, and so before we get into our own personal experiences, I just wanted to give a rundown of what ASMR is, because not a lot of people know, or if they do know, they know it vaguely. But, um, so ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, which okay. is sort of a, a pseudoscientific term that was kind of crafted from the, com- the community. But basically it describes a pleasant tingling sensation that begins at the top of the spine and travels down the back of the neck. So to break down... ASMR uh-huh. as an acronym. Uh, the autonomous part refers to the fact that it's like spontaneous without any direct stimulation. So uh-huh. you're not, nobody's touching you, but yeah. you're still feeling something on your skin. Uh, sensory is because it's a sense, uh, sensory response. Uh, meridian refers to like, uh, it's, it refers to signifying a peak or like a climax, which is like about like, it's the peak relaxation that you feel and the response is like you're responding to an external sound or an, an in, internal visual or something like that. Yeah. Um, so that's the definition of it. And basically, like, to, to oversimplify it, it's, it's a tingling sensation that some people feel in, the res- uh, in response to a certain uh, visual or sound effect. Some common ASMR triggers are, like, uh, whispering or tapping or uh, lightly crinkling on plastic. Or some people really like the sounds of people eating, which is not ew, me. Ew, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, uh, for full disclosure, I experience ASMR, uh, and I have for a while, so I'm definitely like immersed in it. But I'm really interested to know, like, what is your experience with ASMR? I I have never been a huge auditory person. I'm not at all like an auditory learner, so I had not really. I kind of I feel kind of bad because I kind of made fun of ASMR because I think when it became really popular, it was kind of more of a meme. Um, when I mean, it is something that people really enjoy. Uh, but I, I think I find myself engaging in like other things that are, I guess, satisfying, like sensory wise, because I'm a very visual person. So I like, like satisfying videos and that kind of thing. But I, I think like ASMR has never really hit hard for me. I didn't really start listening to it or like really getting into the specific things until I started dating my current partner. And even then... I think I listen occasionally to like a bedtime one, kind of to help me sleep if I can't sleep that well. But even then, I I don't necessarily like feel tinglies. I guess isn't that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the uh, the, the community slang term for it is uh, is tingles is the common one. Oh, okay. Uh, tinglies is cute though. Tingly. I like t- tinglies is. A, I'm gonna start calling them tinglies. But yeah, uh, the term is typically tingles. Tell me more about these. Like, what is a satisfying video? Satisfying. <laughs> I feel like that could be like a whole other topic that we could go into. I think usually satisfying videos, at least what I classify them as, is the, you know, like the soap cutting videos. I love those. Um, I really, the ones that I can't stand, I cannot stand slime videos, even though people seem to love those. Um, all the cake cutting videos before they became really weird, like turning into like hands and weird texture things. Sorry, wait, are people cutting slices out of cakes that look like hands? Yes. 
Haven't you seen like all the all the videos? No, like, oh. not at all. That's yeah, that's amazing. So, because <laughs> I understand what's satisfying about like cutting a cake. Yeah. But that's I had no idea that we had progressed to a point of like the cakes are shaped like things. I mean, that, that's what happens when you're not on Twitter. It was a whole thing about a month or so ago when people would make these crazy cakes that looked super realistic to the point where like. They looked like body parts. <laughs> and so people would always be like, oh my God, like, please, please be a cake. Please be a cake. And then it is a cake, obviously. But... Oh, that's like a fun little Russian roulette sort of thing where it's like, ooh, am I going to see something horrible? But then it's a cake. I mean, I don't, I don't think Twitter would allow it if it was something that's horrible. Fair. That's fair. That's true. Anyway, um, I think a lot of those kind of... Uh, quote, like, satisfying, like, I like a lot of visually satisfying, I love, you know, you hate it, but I love, um, all the pimple popping videos, all the blackhead videos, <laughs> all uh, the blackhead, oh like, poor strip videos, oh, oh, I love oh, those. Oh, it's so gross to me. For, for full disclosure, Finnegan and I live together, um, so sometimes I'll walk into the living room while she is watching, like, Dr. Pimple Popper, and I'll be physically repulsed <laughs> as I go to my room. Uh, she's gotten better, though, because now she'll say, like, don't watch, don't watch, don't, don't watch. watch. Yeah. But I, I still know what's happening. And the crazy, like, I understand that, though, which is fair. And that's, I mean, it's a vulnerable thing to disclose about yourself. Sometimes I feel almost the same way about, like, talking about ASMR as some people do about, like, pimple popping videos, because there definitely is a response you get from some people for both of those things. Oh, yeah, but I think, especially in the, in the past few years, there's been less of, like, I guess a stigma around it, or kind of this weird air, I mean, making fun of it, because it's much more, I guess people have normalized it a lot more, which is a good thing, and I can openly talk about, I mean... You know, I, I don't really shy away from talking about a lot of, I guess, taboo subjects. <laughs> so so I, I feel less anxiety, I guess, you know, expressing my, my love of, of pimple popping videos. But anyway, I mean, that, that's pretty much my experience with ASMR. Um, I definitely remember kind of when it became really popular or popularized like through the Internet when I saw it, especially the, the one girl, the redhead girl, right? Remember on, like, YouTube? You have to be more specific. Um, I, I watch so much ASMR, Finn. Uh, there was this little, like, redhead girl with, like, long hair who... Oh, I can't remember what her name is. I, I'll find it later. Yeah, but yeah. she became, like, a huge meme across the internet because of it. Oh, that's cool. I mean, good for... See, I don't follow ASMR memes because I think, like... ASMR is so part of my, like, daily existence that it, yeah. Uh, but, um, anyways, looping back, I think, well, have you thought about or ever watched, um, uh, uh, visual ASMR? Because it is a, it is its own component. I think a lot of people always assume that ASMR triggers are auditory, but there are actually videos of people, like, lightly folding a napkin. Or, <laughs> yeah, I'm real, I'm being real. Or, like, um, like, I, I think... For a lot of people, hand washing is a trigger. So, like, oh. watching somebody else, like, wash their hands is super relaxing because, like, they're going slow and methodical with it. Oh, I don't... I, I, I think I vaguely heard of visual ASMR, but that's not... I guess that that's not necessarily what I think of. I kind of wonder what, like, the crossover is between the... Um, more satisfying videos and, like, the actual visual ASMR of that is. Well, I definitely noticed, like, in the last couple of years, like, as I try to find ASMR videos, I keep finding more of those, like, soap-cutting or slime videos, mm -hmm. because I think people have now realized that if you put ASMR in the title, you'll get way more views. Oh, um, yeah, that is true. Uh, but as somebody who experiences ASMR, like, I don't get sort of that... The, the, the tingles from those videos, but I also do find them really relaxing. And it's mm -hmm. interesting that I think, like... 
neither ASMR nor those sort of satisfying videos could have like existed in an age of television or film. Like it really needs the internet. Yeah. Because it's not like in the 1950s you could have streamed a 23 minute video of somebody carving <laughs> soap on like CBS. It's more of a casual way of like sharing it across a network of people than you know broadcasting it live on like PBS or something. Although I feel like PBS would broadcast ASMR at some point. I mean, a lot of people's first ASMR video experience was like Bob Ross on PBS, oh, uh, The Joy yeah. of Painting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even now, like I'll go watch Bob Ross videos for hours, and those are always is like very very triggering same with mr rogers um okay now i gotta ask real quick for clarification you said that asmr like you experience asmr so is the way that people use asmr in terms of like labeling something as um as asmr like is it what you call the actual content or is it what you call the actual response to it that's a great question honestly um you know, I think the ASMR community encompasses anybody who enjoys the content. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that experience ASMR is usually like if you're using it in that context, then it's like specifically the tingling sensation. Oh, okay. But I know a lot of people who watch it like without getting tingles at all. And it's just like relaxing and good background noise. Um, there's this thing actually, um, you can develop what's known as an ASMR immunity. If you listen to too much ASMR, like you don't get the tingling sensation anymore. It's just relaxing. Um, and so like I've been there in my life and still listen to it just cause it's nice to have on in the background. Mm -hmm. Um, in fact, I think your partner actually has a really great quote about like what that part of the community kind of looks like, uh, if you are comfortable reading it. Yes. Okay. So when I, I, I asked for a statement, um, from her and she said that I, Quote, I started think out thinking uh, ASMR was something kind of embarrassing to admit, uh, liking because for some reason it seemed to be made fun of a lot and made into a lot of memes. But honestly, I really like listening to ASMR to fall asleep and it's less distracting than music for me. I don't listen to it to, quote, get tingles as some people do. I mostly just listen to it when I have insomnia and really need something comforting as background noise. Um, focusing on a sound helps me not get caught up in my thoughts when I should be relaxing. Which I, I think that ties back to what you're saying. It's not necessarily to get tingles, but, you know, just to have something not music. Yeah, I often find, actually, while I'm studying, like, I'll either, I'll be listening to ASMR or lo-fi, like, hip-hop beats to relax and study <laughs> yeah. to, uh, which, it's a short tangent, I feel like nobody uses those things for anything other than homework. Yeah. Is that true? Like, have you ever been kicking it and been like, oh, it's time to, like, relax to this? Like... Uh, no, not really. Yeah. I... I've not used lo-fi beats in any other context than to be in a workspace for like hours and hours and hours. Yeah, it's almost, it's so funny actually, like I almost feel like with lo-fi beats, I guess this is like an episode about things that just relax us in general to some extent, but like with yeah. lo-fi beats, I, um, I'm now like somewhat kind of stressed when I listen to them sometimes because I've like now Pavlovianly associated. Associate. Yeah, I have an association when I hear them, I start thinking about all the sh like the stuff I should be doing. Uh, which I have understandable. Met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, okay. Let's um, breaking back to ASMR. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I first dis discovered I had ASMR in like 2010 
because oh, that's wow. that's the first time it had a name for it. But when I've, you were ten, yeah, because I've kind of had it my whole life. Uh-huh. Like I went to a Montessori school. Uh, weird flex, but okay. Uh, but yeah, Montessori education is very much like tangible uh, mm-hmm. for kindergartners, and so they had these little like lesson sets that that's how we learned to count basically. Mm-hmm. Um, they were called the golden beads, and it was like you had one bead, and you had a hundred beads, and you had a thousand beads. That way you could like visualize what those numbers looked like. Um, but the teachers, when they like would teach you the lessons, they would like very calmly and delicately like put them on the tray and oh. move them around. Uh huh. And so actually, like I used to be sitting like learning, almost falling asleep, like every single day of kindergarten, uh, which I actually do think is the reason I'm so not great at math at this point. I was too busy like just chilling in kindergarten to learn the basics. Because you got constant live ASMR. Literally though, in class. I and I was like I was I would always look around at my classmates and be like, hey, is anybody else just like vibing right now, or is it just me? Um, so for a long time, I thought it was me. And then uh, I remember in elementary school, my parents signed me up for a yoga class. Uh, yeah, that's that was its own weird time in my life. But um, at the end of every session, the yoga teacher would do like a visualization relaxation, like oh, where, okay. like close yeah. your eyes, imagine yeah. you're on the beach. Um, and so I would do that, and it used to like give me so many tingles, like super relaxing. Uh, and to the point that I would pretty much fall asleep at the end of every class, uh, and then she would have to wake me up. But she thought I was really good at yoga, so apparently that's like when you're in, like in elementary school, that's the peak of what is expected of you. In, in Montessori elementary school, right? Uh, or was that not at this point? At this oh, point, I was in a public okay. school. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> yeah, public school <laughs> yoga class. Uh, but no, it would be that's an on brand for Montessori to have. But um, so what happened is I started looking up like visualization videos like I would wanted to watch them and I saw a lot of people in the comments were suddenly describing this sort of like similar tingly expression but nobody in my real life who had ever tried to explain it to like had ever gotten it ah Um, so the anonymy is that how you say it in anonymous nature (laughs) for the record I knew how to say it but I was really enjoying your tries okay well but I guess the, the anonymous nature of the internet helped in at least discussing seemingly taboo things for you. Yeah, yeah, for for sure. I mean, I also think just, like, I it's a hard thing to describe to a friend, like, to be like, especially when you're in elementary school, be like, hey, dude, <laughs> uh, sometimes my head tingles a lot. Is this, is this normal? <laughs> uh, yeah, help me. Is this, am I, is this puberty? Is this normal? What's going on? Um, which fittingly, I think this helps actually us transition into the actual history of ASMR online, mm-hmm. which is directly a result of foreign conversations, like people talking on forums. Ah, yet again. Forums. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like our Hypebeast episode last week, like the internet kind of gives people places to congregate and talk about their interests. I think fittingly, the forum it started on was called Steady Health, which is about like... Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay, um, Oh, are you really? Because I hadn't heard about it before. How are you familiar with it? Uh, looking up various, uh, I guess, stomach pains <laughs> and, and trying to figure out what it is. I mean, that's one of the, like, I think that and WebMD are the ones that usually come up for me most often whenever that's... I Google weird medical problems. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, I'm definitely familiar with, like, the Mayo Clinic. Oh, it's, yeah, 3 a- too, yeah. it's like 3 a.m. Am I dying or do I just need to drink water? It's always the water one. But, um... I didn't heard of steady health beforehand, but I think, therefore, like, it makes sense that the people are flocking to here to understand if there's something wrong with them. Uh, but the name of the forum post was, in all caps, WEIRD SENSATION THAT FEELS GOOD. 
which is a rarity, I think, uh, on that, uh, just because of how, like, not worried they seem to be. But the person who posted its name was okay whatever 51838 Oh, this was 2007? Yeah, yeah, okay. big 2007 okay. energy. Uh, <laughs> um, and their description of ASMR, which is this is the first recorded description of ASMR, uh, I get this sensation sometimes. There's no real trigger for it, it just happens randomly. It's been happening since I was a kid. Uh, some examples of what it seems to ha- what it seems to has caused it to happen before are as a child while watching a puppet show and when I was being read a story to. I'll just be sitting or whatever doing whatever and it happens. Uh, it's like in my head and all over my body. If I get an itch when I'm experiencing the sensation, I won't scratch it because the itch helps intensify it. Interesting. Are you sure that wasn't you? <laughs> well, you know what? I think it's... I, I, I. The reason I cling to it is because that does pretty much sound like me trying to explain ASMR to somebody in real life. And for some reason, I guess, like, the platform of the internet, like, people were able to understand what they were describing because it quickly got a ton of responses mm-hmm. uh, from Bean487, <laughs> the first person to ever respond. Okay, I just, brief tangent. Don't you feel like when, like, history classes are going to have to talk about, like, the internet, it's going to make the textbook so stupid because it'll be people's screen names? Uh, alpha forum. I mean, I, I doubt that textbooks are going to start including those, but... I don't know. Our current, our current president, like, talks to people yeah, on Twitter, so it'll yeah. be like, Donald Trump subtweeted Bean487 <laughs> during his first term. You know what I mean? Like... I think I think it'll be a good it, it'll be a new historical tool in order to really like date things, you know. Well, that is true. Like I think what's so exciting about this and the hype beast thing is like now we have like recorded logs of the inception of an entire culture. Mm-hmm. Like you can go back and still read this forum if you look up a weird sensation that feels good. You can find it. It's still there. It's, like, archived for everyone to read. Because the internet is forever. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, like, the terrifying impression yeah. of it. But, like, if you rephrase it and go, the internet is forever, yeah. uh, then yeah. Um, so Bean487 describes it as... The only way I can describe it is like a silvery sparkle, which I think is the the progenitor of the contemporary tingles term, but uh, a silvery sparkle through my head and brain. Uh, I I found that I can have uh, the feeling while listening to guided meditation tapes, and I've trained myself to let it happen more, though I find I have to take breaks between voices because they lose the ability to give me the feeling after a while. Oh, okay. So that's interesting, too, because it's like the very first recorded instance of somebody developing like an ASMR immunity Mm -hmm. is like right now. Uh, And then uh, I'm going to read one more quote just because this is the screen name's too funny. Then Claws of Gifix 68902 uh, sweeps in and says, this happens to me, too. I've never been able to find a name for it. Or have ever met anyone else that has even somewhat had a similar experience. Please, if anyone knows any information on this thing, please reply. For the time being, I'm going to call it WHS, meaning weird head, weird head sensation. Ha <laughs> ha. And like that old smiley face. Haha, <laughs> old smiley face. I still use that. What are you talking about? Okay, I it, that one always feels passive aggressive to me. The like uh, the colon uh, dash close parenthesis. Uh, so I don't use it, but I'm, you're right, Finn. I don't okay. mean to. I don't no, mean no, to. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think the, what's really interesting about this forum too is people are trying to throw names on it. Like you see, weird head sensation uh, was a big one, um, and then another one that was pretty quickly stomped out, but mm-hmm. uh, was attention-induced head orgasm. So that was the term that was initially coined, and a lot of people seemed down for it. However. 
um, because like the the word orgasm is such an inherently sexual thing, and they mm-hmm. don't. It's not ASMR is not a sexual experience, yeah. and they were worried about it being stigmatized. That kind of got quickly pushed away. So for a long yeah. time, nobody had a name for it that they liked. But what they did have was this like community of people who they never would have met. Um, if not for the, like, the internet and this forum and this experience that they never would have known other people had if not for this forum. Mm-hmm. Uh, other interesting things about it is that like people kind of immediately tried to get scientific about it, trying to determine if it was like a gendered thing or, uh, or if it was like a cultural thing, but people quickly realized that there was like a variety of gender identities present in the discussion mm-hmm. and like people from all over the country and all over the world. There were a couple of people from like Japan talking on this forum, which is really interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, really an instance, I guess, where the internet kind of makes the world a smaller place. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's generally like a, a human thing. Yeah. It's a human being, I mean, sensory response. Yeah. It's not necessarily something that comes up culturally, like only Americans would, uh, you know. No, yeah. not at all, which is great. I think that's really cool. And there's even, as we'll talk about in a second, like there's like historical evidence that like people have experienced this for a while. It's only just recently given a name. How far back historically? Well, I could find a quote in uh, a Virginia Woolf novel. Um, I don't oh, cool. know when that was, <laughs> uh, but it's a description that sounds very similar to ASMR. If I was a better researcher, I would give you a date, but it was during Virginia. Wolf times. I mean, that's pretty far back. Yeah. 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 Um, so the first whispering channel was called whispering life. And this was uh, the, the, the early name of that was like, there was the whisper community on YouTube. Cause people also started to realize that like people were flocking to these guided meditation videos specifically for like the, the relaxation quality of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was the first one to ever make a channel specifically for whispering uh, which is, like, huge, and this was in 2009, so this is about two years after that initial forum post. So this is when people are starting to not necessarily profit off of it, but, I mean... Make content. Make, yeah, make content based off of it. And develop a community, and she, like, her first video, the description is, like, I know this might sound really weird to some, but I love hearing people whisper, so I thought I should make a whispering channel. No haters, please, which I imagine uh, she probably got a lot of haters at that point on the internet, but I appreciate it for, for putting herself out there. Uh, but yeah, and there's an interview with her now, like 10 years later, she stopped making whispering videos a while ago, but she like is very happy to see the community's kind of grown past that, uh, that stage. Um, and this was for personal reference around 2009 is when I started listening to ASMR videos, 2009 to 2010. So yeah, when I started, there wasn't a name for it either. I just thought I was part of the whisper community. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember where I was in in 2009 (laughs) and 2010. That was not... I mean, that was not anything that I necessarily considered, but I mean, that's kind of cool that even as early as that, you found some kind of community on the internet as well. That's true. It also is indicative of just how stressed I've always been my whole life. No, that's fair enough, too. As like a stressed nine-year-old, I was like, oh, I just need to visualize some stuff real quick. (laughs) You need to do some yoga. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of, oh, I got to learn lattice. Did you learn lattice And when you're nine? I have no idea what that is. It's like the multiplication where like you do draw the box and you put the dash lines through it? No, I just I just did multiplication, like, oh, like flashcards. Yeah, you, what, you had to memorize? I, I went didn't... to public school from, like, third grade on. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. I was too busy taking naps in class oh, because I had funny. ASMR that's... to learn my multiplication tables, Finn. So I did lattice. Anyways. Uh, so then we move on, and then 
So there's still no term for this. People are just calling it the whispering community. Uh, but then this woman named Jennifer Allen, who I consider like to be like the modern forebearer of the ASMR community. Like she was huge in making it like an official organized thing. But she decided to come up with a standardized term that didn't include the word orgasm in it. And so what she came up with was ASMR. She's the one who came up with ASMR. Hmm. Um, and just to, to give a brief quote on, on her thoughts behind the name, you know, I came up with a lot of ideas trying to think of one that would count the key components of the sensation without the possibility of being too embarrassed or too removed from the actual experience. I ended up listing the key characteristics and then looked for terms that would adequately describe each one. Then she goes on to say that, like, some people criticize her because it's pseudoscientific, which, Mm -hmm. I mean, it does sound like a scientific term, but it's not coming from research. But she kind of argues that since describing the tingles was such a taboo experience for a while. I mean, in every account we've read so far, people have been like, yeah, I know this is kind of weird, but it's like, I'm, mm-hmm. I like it that like giving it an overly scientific name would make it easier to talk about. So destigmatizing it through, I guess, overly science, science. Yeah. What, what you said? Yeah. No, that's great. I think like, and I think that's a, an interesting thing that like in almost making it seem like academia, suddenly it was way easier for people to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I wonder like, what that says about a lot of different terms that are very, like... Or, I guess I wonder what it says about us as a society that to, like, talk about how we feel, we have to give it a label that Mm -hmm. is, like, grounded in academic tradition. In science. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no reason we couldn't have just kept calling them, like, brain tingles or, like, good vibes or something (laughs) like that. But in order for it to kind of be... Your doctor saying good vibes, you know? Yeah, yeah, the doctor... Do you get those good vibes? I wish I had a doctor. If my doctor prescribed me good vibes, I would be so happy. Uh, (laughs) I I didn't realize that it wasn't necessarily like a a scientific term. I mean, that just goes to show, I guess, the power of wording. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I also think it's, yeah, it's interesting that it's not a scientific term. And I do think that there are some legitimate criticisms that like by labeling it as something pseudoscientific, you are almost like making people think that there's already research around it, which there isn't yet. Mm -hmm. But it's a double-edged sword, and I totally understand why Jennifer Allen like felt the need to kind of give it this label. But as a direct result of her giving it this label and starting this very influential Facebook page, suddenly the community started growing um, to the point that like now there are scientists at Yale who are posting about it on their blogs. Uh, there's an there's an international ASMR day called April 9th. Everybody, oh, really? mark, everybody mark your calendar. I didn't know that. I missed it this year, I guess. But yeah, April 9th is the day of relaxation. Um... And, like, yeah, I mean, it's huge now. Now you have, like, people with, like, 2 million YouTube subscribers, uh, which was the boomerest way I could have said that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> with 2 million subscribers on YouTube, like, who are fully monetizing their videos, like, doing partnerships with, like, popular brands. And, like, it's a full industry at this point. That's really cool. I mean, so, essentially, in giving it a certain name, it really legitimized it. And I guess... I feel like you shouldn't have to give something a certain name in order to legitimize it and make people actually take it seriously, but I mean, I I feel like Jennifer should feel proud of herself. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and she's great. I mean, she even was one of the founding people who put together the first ASMR website, which unfortunately is down, but there's a great interview with her on, uh, I think it's called uh, (laughs) ASMRUniversity.com, which is where I found most of this. It's interesting. Like The community has done a really good job of archiving like everything kind of important to it. Uh, in the in the beginning, so if you're interested in like learning more about the history, I'd recommend going there. Uh, but I think the the question that nobody knows yet is like why. 
why does it happen? Why do people feel this? What's the, like the evolutionary reason behind it? Mm-hmm. Like there's been very limited studies of it. Do you have any like postulations of why it might be beneficial to be relaxed by like... I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what postulation means. Oh, that's all good. I I probably am not using it right. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Do you have any guesses? Like, why would it make sense biologically for us to, like... I don't know. Maybe it's something to do with whatever astral plane or something that... I don't know. No, I love that. I cannot tell you. No, 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 no. no. That's great. We should put that... We should send that to a journal. We figured out... The A and ASMR now stands for astral, astral plane. plane. <laughs> uh, well, similar to that... In a not similar way, somebody uh, somebody is now theorizing that it's in the same way that other primates will groom each other, and that's like a very close, like you know, like pick bugs off one another, mm-hmm. like a very intimate experience. Yeah, exactly. And so, like the delicateness and the quietness of a lot of ASMR triggers kind of emulate that, and that's why you feel oh, relaxed. Oh, like you're you're in the womb. <laughs> oh, that literally, literally, there is a study I read that was like, yes, it is the similar to hearing uh, somebody speak to you in the womb. So that's why it relaxes. <laughs> you that one's less uh had less support so i didn't want to bring it up but yeah there's like a it's it's a similar experience to to like intimate and being taken care of cool yeah that's nice exactly and it's also interesting there's um a lot of people talk about misophonia as like the opposite of asmr uh and for people who don't know misophonia is the experience of kind of like getting very frustrated by like very anxious yeah anxious by mouth noises or quiet tapping or crinkling and both of them have been linked to synesthesia uh which is the experience of uh intaking one sensory experience and then having another one so you might be able to like see colors in response to sound or uh, uh colors in response to smell Um, so both ASMR and misophonia might be like a physical reaction to an auditory stimulus, but there's still a lot of research going on. It's actually very hard to trigger someone's ASMR in a research setting because like being in an MRI is inherently kind of stressful. (laughs) So it might be hard for you to like relax and start tingling. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame them. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's basically an outline of ASMR. If like you haven't heard about it, I definitely would recommend like checking it out on YouTube, uh, or like doing your own research. There's a subreddit for it. There's a Facebook Mm -hmm. group, like group for it. There's a plethora of it on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. And like, there's a bunch of subgenres. People have gotten very creative with it recently. The term for somebody who creates ASMR is an ASM artist now, (laughs) because it's really like is an art form. There's even a director uh, who recently put it in a movie. I think it was called uh, Battle of the Sexes. There's a scene with ASMR in it. So, oh, like, for real? Yeah, oh there's, a, there's a haircutting scene where they talked about how they were, watched a lot of haircutting ASMR videos and intentionally like put it in. So if you look that up, too, you can see that. That was like a major film that included ASMR as an inspiration. Uh, but if you're into... I mean, if you're into ASMR, do you. If you're not into ASMR, do you. Exactly. Um, no judgment. Yeah. No judgment. No judgment again. Um, it's a human thing. Yeah, and it's super relaxing, and we should all talk about the things that relax us more, whether that be lo-fi hip-hop, soap-cutting videos, or... Uh, Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh, well, okay, maybe we don't have to talk about Dr. Pimple Popper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Yeah. Um, thank you, as always, for joining in with us this week. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about what? We're going to be talking about CoStar. We're going to be talking about CoStar. I'm so excited. I'm also very excited. Uh, thanks for stopping by, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>